Aloha. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Bay. Episode 494 of the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of our world. Uh, if you would like to reach out, please do so via the email address. Needed to check in with everybody this week because we did. We have a couple. Ed explains a movies. Ed explains a movie to uh, grace your ears with this week. But I wanted to check in live um, just to kind of give an update of a couple things that are going on on the show. First and foremost, you need the email address mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com so you can enter the contest to win my watch. This beautiful, I can't reach it. Hold on. This beautiful Luc Leon watch has a gorgeous male lion oh luke leon oh that's something i just realized leon is lion right hold on is this a word because there's a lion on the box look this watch is beautiful luke leon bracelet oh let's look at this i'm hitting the luke leon website here oh my god so, oh, and here's, it's seems to only be available via the website that I did the commercial for. So that's, I'm not going to revisit that because, you know, hey, the, the, a lot of it is for sale via that website and it's mostly jewelry and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Those, um, those except cookies, I guess those beautiful um, bracelets that are um, like beaded. They're like ball ball, like little wooden balls or little glass beads bracelets. I know you've seen them. They're gorgeous. There's some stainless steel. Very, it's all very masculine. There's hoop earrings, black and stainless hoop earring. This is all from the same company that makes this beautiful. Oh, hold on. I'm going to get the deets on the watch because there's some watches here on this website. Again, I'm just the website is not compensating me to mention it again, and they probably wouldn't be too happy with me. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, I, Luke Leon appears to be more than just a watch company. It's a all sorts of clear crystal magnetic earring. Oh my god! If you're too bitch to get your ear pierced or your nose i bet these are mostly for noses clear crystal luke leon clear crystal magnetic earring holy fucking shit 17 dollars tempted to buy this and give it away it's $17. It's a fake diamond. I mean, it's sorry. It's um, a clear crystal magnetic earring. And so if you're too scared to get something pierced, but you want to appear to have had something pierced, 
They all oh, it comes in all different colors. They will sell you a oh my god, there's all sorts of different ones. They will sell you a magnetic earring. Holy fucking shit. Let's see if there's one that matches my Oh, there's one that looks like a piece of wood. Oh, there's a weed leaf. Now, to, to full disclosure, that does not appear to be made by Luke Leon. That is some other brand, but there's one that's weed. I mean, they're all beautiful. There's some dangly things here. Gorgeous. Let's get to the watch, and, I'll, and I will I'll give you the details on the watch. There's other watches. This one, oh, man, I should have picked this one. Had I known I was going to give it away, I probably would have picked something way more baller. I mean, it is a gold watch with my logo on the back, the part that doesn't face out. My girlfriend offered that Jeannie Bueller. People know her. My girlfriend offered that um, I should have gotten it, the face with a picture of her cat, Kevin. And you know what? I should have done that. That was a mistake. I didn't think of it, though, till it was, I had already done my logo, the baller lifestyle. Also, it's one of the only pictures I have on my computer is my the baller lifestyle logo there is one here a black and gunmetal skull watch with the leather strap 149 dollars. this thing is so fire i really wish i was giving that away there's a lot of these like sweet like matte wedding rings because there's this whole thing now where it's like i'm too fucking hard to wear a wedding ring so give me one that looks fucking bad like i like i do jujitsu and it's fucking matte black Oh, silver tone stainless sword hoop earring. That's for somebody with that actually has something pierced. Skull, gold tone skull and chain hoop. Earring. Look, there's some. I would fuck with a couple of these things. I'm not. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit it, but not really. Anyway, there's. Oh, there's my watch. What? <sighs> okay, don't Google this watch because I've. It was one price when I signed, when they did the commercial, they gave me a credit. So I went on and I picked this sucker out because it looks nice in the picture. It is nice for whoever wins it. Major gold tone, minimalist stainless steel watch with gold tone dial in stock from Luke Leon's major collection designed in Denmark. I like how they, um, do that where like the Apple, your app, I easy for me to say, your iPhone was designed in California. Yeah, because it's made in China, but it was the guys that figured out how to make the camera small or they live in Northern California. They're rich as fuck. Well, this one was designed in Denmark, which means like there's some dude with a CAD program in Denmark that was like, hey, well, I want it to look like this. And then they, then all the parts are at the watch factory in China. And they made, and look, it's no, I'm, I'm not saying it's not nice. It's beautiful. Anyway, here it is on the website. It's a Luke Leon. It's gorgeous. Oh my God. Oh, there's reviews. Four out of five stars. Let's read the reviews. Luca. Four stars. It's a beautiful watch. Part parts feel a little flimsy or loose. That's why it's four stars, not five. But it's still a dope-looking watch. I would agree with that. Here's another one. Emily, very classy. This watch is high quality and has classy packaging. That she's talking about the 
the lion box. It definitely felt like I was opening a luxury item. Yeah, and then you felt it. Here's another one. Philip. Super. The perfect watch for every occasion ever. Here's another one. Perfect gift. Ooh, I would be so bummed. A lovely, I mean, I would be so bummed to part with this beautiful watch when I give it to somebody. A lovely one. Perfect gift. This is from Estelle. Perfect gift. A lovely one given to my darling, and he is very happy with it. The watch is very beautiful. The finishes are perfect, and the weight is light. That feels like AI. I did just notice something, though, on the... And I'm, now i got to look at the watch, because there's a little video here where people are, like, trying it on and shit. And I noticed something that I hadn't noticed before. That beautiful name, Luc Leon, is, is etched. What do you call that? Stamped? etched engraved is the word i was looking for luc leon on the side of the case which is bad ass i mean it looks good from a distance you people are gonna like be, be like hey it's a nice watch you know and that's and that's all you need that's all you want here's another review oh that one was translated that's why it sounded like ai here's another one by romeric August major watch. Oh, this is another translation. I feel like this, these items are big internationally, probably in Middle Eastern and Asian countries. August major watch, the product and arrives well protected, not disappointed, beautiful article, exclamation point, just for settings, have one eject tool for iPhone. Otherwise, when I made the settings with my father, it was not that complicated. Otherwise, nice article, heart emoji. Well, that's, that's, that's a five-star review. Beautiful. I mean, he really, he really nailed it. By Victor, really good watch and good service. The delivery was really fast, and I am super happy with the watch. Romal, Romal, wait, R M A R M U A L D, Romald, Romald. Very nice watch. I am very happy. My watch is very good quality. There are no problems, and delivered in a very beautiful case. People are fired up for this box, and I don't know. I mean, I agree. I totally recommend cordially Ramald. Oh, isn't that a sweet signature? Cordially? How sweet. Well, if you want to win my watch, you got to sign up, and I yelled about this on our stereo after show because people are, like, DMing me and shit, and I was very specific about how to sign up for this thing. And what did I say? I said, send me an email. And appears the people heard. Jeff Penton, Wayne, hardest listener, H-Town Steve. H-Town Steve needed some direction. H-Town, I feel like you're, you're okay with me saying this, but you sent me a DM when I specifically said, send me an email because I'm cutting and pasting here. Uh, Drew and Phoenix, Beer Crafter, Jeff Clark, Guru Stu. So there's people in, okay? There's people in on this, and I'm in on that. So, guys, sign up. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Get the watch. We're going to give it away. I'm thinking towards the end of the year. Maybe around the time of announcement number two. Second announcement. Our... our 75 hard. Oh man, there's more of these Luke Leons on here. 
think I'm out of fucked. Oh, the oh, no, it's a different brand. Ooh, there's one that looks like and a really fake looking Audemars Piaget, but it's that's not a Luc Leon. I got the best looking Luc Leon. Let's just say that. And that's what you're gonna get. Second announcement. Seventy five hard. I've t- I talked about it here on the show, but you got to keep talking about things because people jump around, you know. So I'm hitting people up. Do you want to do? Are you familiar with seventy five hard? It is a. I want to say fitness challenge, but I don't think. Hold on. What is the seventy five hard challenge? Found an article about it. If you're active on social media, you may have seen the hashtag hashtag 75 hard at some point posted with physical progress pictures, a book cover or a gym selfie. But what exactly is the 75 hard program? And is it something you should consider trying? I feel like I know it's a book. I feel like I should buy the guy's book just as a, maybe that's the book I'll read during 75 hard. The 75 hard challenge was created in 2019 by entrepreneur least favorite word in the English language. I think. Andy Frazella, a podcaster and CEO of the supplement company, First Form. I'll be honest. People that sell supplements online usually pretty skeevy. I don't know this guy. Hard is not a fitness. Oh, 75 Hard is not a fitness challenge, but a transformative mental toughness program, according to the program's website. Now, see, that's how how you know I'm going to fail it. Because that is... None of those words go together to describe me. I'll be honest. Frizella created 75 Hard after interviewing James Lawrence, who's known as the Iron Cowboy for completing 50 Ironman races in 50 consecutive days across all 50 states. Are you fucking kidding? After Lawrence told Frizella that you must intentionally put yourself in places that are uncomfortable in order to develop mental fortitude, Frizella was inspired to create 75 hard i once painted like several different coco's restaurants in phoenix arizona in the summer and i was on the roof painting like the flashing up there and my arm was getting burnt like i couldn't i couldn't rest my arm on the flashing that i was because i was like leaning over the top of the roof painting it does that count it's not it's no 50 iron men 50 men in 50 days. What up? Frizella was inspired to create 75 hard rules. Okay. Here's the rules. And this, the reason I'm talking about, and I've talked about it before, you know, we just kind of started talking, we're kicking it around, but now I got a whole bunch of people that are, seem interested and I'm interested. Like I want to do this as sort of an accountability group. And if nobody makes it to the end, nobody makes it to the end. But what if everybody made it to the end? How would that feel as a group of people? And how does it feel to know that you have to get go out and do, well, here's what I'll tell you, you got to do. For 75 days, 75 hard participants much, must do the following every day, according to the program's welcome email. One, there's not actually a one there. It's just a bullet point. Follow a diet. While it can be a diet of your choosing, the diet must be a structured eating plan with the goal of physical improvement. Here's and listen to this part, guys. No alcohol or meals outside your chosen diet are allowed. So I was rapping with Coach Solo about this. 
buddy of ours, friend of the show. And he was, he was like, what diet do you want to do? And I, I kind of already live in that sort of keto space where I'm, I'm really trying to, I always try to be protein forward every day. And I try to just carb, you know, what do they call that? Carb regulate? No, carb. I don't know. I try to only eat carbs around the days I work out. So if I'm going to lift weights, I'll have some oatmeal before I lift weights and some rice afterwards. And then the rest of the week, I, I mostly don't eat carbs. I might have a tortilla here and there. I'm not perfect or a slice of pizza. But I was thinking I would just go and I and I'm all, I already kind of do this, but I do cheat. Is I'm, I'm obviously you can't have alcohol. But I was thinking I'd just go no sugar, like cut out completely, cut out sugar for 75 days. Like that's it's it can be any diet, so you just got to stick to it. So pick something you're gonna do and stick to it. Here's another one: complete two 45 minute workouts, one of which must be outdoors. Now, I want people to, like I want to be motivated to finish this and that means i want people hanging in there with me and i know some of you have made the giant mistake of living in places where white stuff falls out of the sky and lands on the ground and and sometimes it like swir- get the wind comes up and swirls it around and shit and you gotta fucking shovel it although sh- the shoveling of it is a workout right so incorporate that what i'm saying is like Figure out a way, you know, if maybe, maybe you're, maybe you got to cheat a little bit on one of them being outside because the fucking weather is too inclement that afternoon. Okay. I don't think that should shut it down. Look, I'm, I'm not going to be reporting this to the, the creator of the program, Andy Frazella, but let's like stick to the, to the, the, the outline of the program rather than the letter of the law if you're doing your two 45 minute workouts and it's too fucking cold to go outside oh jesus and it's too cold to go outside one of the afternoons then then do it on your fucking stair climber or whatever and just keep it moving take a progress picture so every day you got to take a picture of yourself and you don't have to share that i think it's that's just for you you know you can share it if you want I f- you know i figure we'll t- be tweeting at each other or what i don't know what's a good way i could share stuff on the website we can figure that out we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast i was thinking i would do i would like update people every week with like a special just like short show to kind of keep people in the in motivated and involved and and i'm open to ideas here you guys are a lot more internet savvy than i am drink a gallon of water you should be doing that already drinking the water drink you got to do it you just got to make sure you're doing what you should probably already be doing and then read 10 pages of a book and in parentheses and i this must be a shout out to jay stew he must he must know people like jay stew audio book books not included who needed that detail? Because I, I saw the word read. How How is read? It doesn't say podcast 10 pages of a book every day. It says read. An audiobook is not reading. That's fucking listening to a podcast. What the fuck? You're going to read a book. So that's all you got to do. And, and by all, it's a lot because anybody could do that stuff for a week. 
But you got to do this for 75 days, which by my count, we're going to start January 2nd. So you can watch, you get fucking boozed up and watch the Rose Bowl, but you can't get boozed up and watch the fucking Super Bowl because that's in within the 75 days. So make a choice, Parada 44. You could you can miss one day of drinking on the Super Bowl and just keep that going. Or you can't, you know, I was, I was talking to fan fan who did the Texas two-step and who's, who's doing an Ironman, another one next month. And I'm like, you train like this all the time. And he's like, yeah. And I go, okay, so do this 75 hard thing with me. You're a listener. You pay attention to the show. You're involved. And he's like, yeah, he goes, well, my son's spring break is during that. And we usually go somewhere and I get wasted the whole time. He goes, how about if I take a week off? No, we're going to draw the line somewhere. That doesn't, that doesn't. So you can't pause for the Super Bowl, and you can't pause for spring break because everybody's going to find a pause. You know, that's the point. And look, you might fail at this and I might fail. I'll I probably will, honestly, but I'm going to try, you know, let's try to do 75 days. So that would start January 2nd. And March 16th, I want to do this together. I've, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from a lot of great people. And I just want to be involved in this with you guys. And sorry, I'm getting texts here. These are very important. Hold on. I got to do the crying. This is very sad. Something very troubling has happened. Um, okay. Hold on. Look, I could cut this out, but I won't. Um, so, what, let me know what you guys think. Mailbag at the baller lifestyle.com 949-464-TBLS-8257. Here's one more thing. I just needed to lead in to get you guys updated before we go to Ed Explains a Movie. But I just saw this and I thought, I thought I would just get your take your temperature on this because it's let's be honest it's mostly dudes that listen to this show although we do have some ladies some ladies have entered the watch contest so don't be shy give it to your husband wear it yourself i think this would look good on a woman this beautiful luke leon timepiece it is a nice looking watch a hundred percent like i picked it because it was the best looking one on the website and it's gold you know it's it's um it's a it's it looks nice I just read this in the United States of America. And I don't know how they did this. This must've been a survey in the United States of America. How, what percentage people would you think with men penis having people, sorry, men, what percentage of men in the United States would you Guess, sit down to urinate. Take a guess, because it's way higher than I thought. And I will, and maybe I should be one of them. I'll never do it because it just skeeves me out to even think about sitting down to urinate. But the other day I tried to do a thing where I had, you know, it's usually kind of hot here and basically I'm just always just wearing shorts and I had some shorts on that were kind of shorter. And I think it might've been even after the podcast, I went into pee and for some reason I tried to do that old man thing where I took, I took my, my one to the right penis and I took it out of the leg of the shorts and I started to pee and 
the shorts were kind of too tight for me to aim it towards the bowl. Is this too much information? I don't care. And I fucking, and, the, and my urine stream started running down my leg and missing the bowl completely. It was like a full on, I was like a special needs child. So I had to pinch it off, so to speak, pause, take off the shorts completely because they had cotton, caught, cotton, they had caught some of the, some of the residual spray. The spray was down my leg. I had to do full cleanup. I, and then I peed. Normally I put on different shorts. I dabbed myself off, put on different shorts. I was the only one home at the time. And then a little bit later that night, my girlfriend's son is upstairs. This is in our master bath. My girlfriend's son is upstairs and he comes, I think he's getting ready to take a shower and he comes running out of the bedroom and he's like, bri, 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 bri. Did you go pee pee on the floor? And I fucking did. I didn't realize that when the side stream that was going down my leg was also kind of in the floor. So the bottom line is I'm disgusting and maybe I should be one of these people. And here's the other bottom line. About 20, 23% of penis having people in the United States pee sitting down. And I don't, my, my buddy, Sean Harris, good dude. He once told me he subscribes to the rule of eights where he sits down to pee. If it's between 8 PM and 8 AM. And I, I mean, if look, I still don't, I think that's a cop out and I bet you he's doing it at 1130 AM too. Also, but I mean, if you're, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to live by a code, the rule of eights is a pretty good code. Here's, here's the thing you should know at 23%, the United States is near the bottom of the list of people that sit to pee only followed only by our dear friends and neighbors to the South who were at one point subject to the aggression of James K. Polk after a, a man who was impotent after having a kidney stone drilled out via like one of those hand drills that you use in woodshop in seventh grade threw up behind his balls through his prostate at 17 years old. So he was pretty pissed the rest of his life. So Mexico, 21%. And then I believe that's Turkey, 20%. You know who's the tops in the world? Number one, Germany. 62% of dudes park it to to make water to drain it they sit fucking down sit put that coffee down they sit down to urinate 62 percent, 50 percent. i'm just going by flags here sweden 44 percent. i believe that's denmark 40 percent in the that's australia 30 australia very manly country 40% of you blokes have a sit to piss. It's probably because they're fucking wasted. I, you, it's still not allowed, but it, it helps. I once woke up in the middle of the night at a stranger's home and well, I, I was, look, I was like 18 years old, probably. Uh, and I woke up and I stumbled 
towards the toilet and peed in it. And then I woke up the next morning and realized it was a um, hamper. <laughs> it happens. France, 35%. Canada, 30 Again, mainly dudes. Very polite. 34%. Es- Espana, 34%. Ireland, 34%. Is that Wales? Is What's the one? Wait. What's the one with one red stripe on the... Oh, that's Poland. 27%. Britain. 24% because they're on coke. They can't. They're like... They're too gacky. They're too... They can't... They don't have time to sit down. So what... Like, look, am I missing something here? Let's read the comments. I live in the UK, sitting down, obviously. How else am I supposed to play chess on my phone? Disgusting. Disgusting. Let's not linger in the toilet area, guys. The last time I tried to sit down in a urinal, people stared at me. This guy's doing material. Not funny, Michael Esposito. As a man of a certain age, it's easier for me to empty my bladder standing up, and I'm the only one who cleans the bathroom in this house. Oh, incel. So whoever feels like complaining, shut up. Here's another one. It depends on whether we're talking about being home or not at home. I'd never sit to pee outside the house. Then why do you do it in the house? Not even a consideration. I'd like to know what these numbers were before the advent of the smartphone. That is kind of interesting. I don't know. I'll take your thoughts. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Okay, that's it for this week, guys. Please enjoy a couple episodes of Ed Explains a Movie. Ed, explain a movie. This movie. Tell me. We know it's problematic. We just know. Yeah. Yep. But what do we know about this movie? I, I know nothing. With the wind. I know. Should I guess what I know about it? Yes. Tell me what okay. you know. Okay. Because you definitely know some stuff. It was like sort of when we were kids. Now it's like I feel like when we were kids, it was considered one of the better movies of all time. Like it was oh, just I think considered so. like yeah. on the list. Yep. And now nobody would say that. Yes. Um, my son. I told my son because my son asked me to do something for him tonight. And I said, I will, I just got to record this thing right quick. And I, and he asked me what it was. And I told him, and he said, it's his grandmother, not my side of the family. It's his grandmother's favorite movie. And I'm like, Oh, I don't think she's seen it recently. Okay. I'm going to guess what it's about. Yeah, please, please. Okay. I know it takes place on a plantation. Yes. Where there, where there are indentured servants about, that's a nice way of yeah. saying it. Yes. Well, I don't want to I don't want to get anybody to clip me saying the word. The, the uh, S word. Yeah, the S word. So it happens it happens during the Civil War. So I imagine it's the Civil Wars going on, but these people are just like layabouts. Like they're just they're just like hanging around and like falling in love or something or being distraught for some reason about the civil war. There's not any like action that happens. I feel like the majority, you're not not off. It's, it's not that you, you don't see the fighting. Yeah. Yeah. But the war is clearly going on. Yeah. You could hear like, and I feel like uh, what's that movie. There was that Clint Eastwood movie. And then um, what's her name? Remade it. Um, Was Sophia this the Coppola. Clint Eastwood movie where he had like a foursome and he's ninety? No, 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 you saw that one. That was that was the the mule. <laughs> he didn't have two threesomes in that movie. Multiple threesomes. Yeah, yeah multiple. He because, needs it because the, the story needed that. Of course it did. 
It's the one where he's a Civil War soldier and he like takes up. It's a famous movie. Fuck. He takes. I've never seen. He's a Civil War soldier. Yes, and he and he like holes up in this woman's home, and it's like the home is like a home for wayward girls. And he's, they have to amputate his leg. It won't, I can't remember. I'll tell you in a second. So I feel like it's that. Man of Alcatraz? No, I feel like it's that, <laughs> but no, but with none of the actual civil war, they're like a soldier could like pop through at some point, but there's no actual battle or war. It's mostly a love story between, I, I know who's in it. Clark Gable with that sweet yep. mustache. The last guy yeah, in the world to have that mustache, Clark Gable and Vivian Lee, and they're Correct. and they're fucking. They're in, although as much as you can in 1939. So how close am I? You're pretty close. Yeah. So you know you're in for. So by the way, like yeah. we were just kicking around random movies that we saw on Max or Netflix, and right. I was like, oh, Gone with the Wind. I have yeah. a feeling that would be funny and yeah. and yeah, it could really tap on it. Yeah, it's three and a half hours long. That's. Well, I just I just opened the Wikipedia, and do you know the budget of this movie in 1939? Like back then, yeah. it probably was was like three million dollars, three point eight five million dollars. Yeah, which is which is keep in mind they're just coming off the depression, Great Depression. Yeah, this is like the Avengers. This is Avengers level production for back then. Yeah, yeah, it was massive. Okay, yeah. so you you tune in. I think it was Max or HBO Max, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's somebody introducing the movie, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, shit's about to get serious." Yeah. A woman from Turner Classic oh, Movies oh, gets on. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good sign. <laughs> and she's like, "What you're about to see is a real racist piece of shit." <laughs> it won eight Academy Awards. Yeah, best. It was an adaptation from Margaret Mitchell's novel about the dying years of the South. Didn't um, she talks about and she's talking about the production, the casting, the use of color rather than black and white. Like, this was like a groundbreaking. Did. Wait, this is this is the first color film, right? I, I oh, don't no, it was know. Wizard maybe. of Oz. I don't know either. But I know I know a groundbreaking film was also Birth of the Nation. So like yeah. So, for something to be groundbreaking, like it doesn't yeah. mean it's good. It's just no. you know. Well, everything then, sucked until like 1977. Like, like yeah. they talk like that. They have, well, I can't even do yeah. it. They're, like the acting was bad. Like yeah. I would say, yeah. the Sting with Paul Newman. Like that yeah. was when they were starting to figure out. Oh wait, yeah. we can actually like act like real people. Yeah, exactly. So, then she gets into the protest of the over the movie, how it romanticizes the South. Yeah, a world a world of grace and beauty. It denies the horrors of slavery. The black cast members were prohibited from attending the premiere. They had to sit in a separate area at the Oscars, even though Hattie McDaniel won Best Supporting Actress. That's crazy. Like, that's crazy. And so the Oscars then, take place. Were they in New York City back then, or or Los Angeles? I mean, this is in. I a, think these, it was L.A. These are in modern places. Yeah, and. <sighs> It starts with the credits, and this is something you might know from, like, when you're a kid and you're watching a movie. Yep. They used to put all the credits up front, just play oh, music. Oh, yeah. I and think you'd be I like, this. what is this bullshit? I like, you're hearing, yeah. you're reading about the, the gaffer and yeah, the second the best second boy. unit. 
Yeah, Best Boy. You're watching all that. Are they? Are you they know, still get on with the movie? Totally. Are they still called? Is it? Is it the best them now? Because it can't. Yeah, pos- right. It can't possibly be the best boy anymore. Quite possibly. Yeah. Quite possibly. Um, and then they start with the storyboards, and this is where, like, so you're finally getting to the movie, yeah. And this is where you're like, oh, it's problematic. And I wrote this down. Yeah. There was a land of cavaliers and cotton fields Stop. called the Old South. Here in this pretty world, gallantry took its last bow. This look, look, this that's worse than Shakespeare. I can't. What does that even mean? I don't. Look, gallantry the, took its last bow. So they're like, "Yep, it's never going to get better than this." Yeah. Lots of lots of yeah. slaves. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and and you know the South. It's they're like, oh, they're gentlemen down there. Like this is this is they know how to. You know they they only smack their women around when they really deserve it. You know, like it's they only do it for their own good. Only when they're asking for it. Yes, exactly. Um, So then it opens with a couple of twins, identical twins. Trying to woo Scarlett O'Hara. What? Adults? They're adults wearing the same outfit. Oh, my God. Although I don't think they're identical. They're just like dressed the exact same and have the same coif. So, yeah, but they're they're supposed to look like twins. And one of them is George Reeves, who ended up playing the first Superman on TV, and he hung himself. Oh, he's the one you that know? that movie that they made that uh, yes. Ben Affleck movie about. Yeah, you yeah. know, like oh, the the curse of Superman. They're yeah. all. So I will say, Vivian Lee, Scarlett O'Hara, yeah. she was a piece. Yeah. She was she was beautiful. Yeah. But she's wearing these this giant dress, like oh yeah, like the petticoat, seven foot. Yeah, seven foot circumference kind yeah. of thing, like huge. But she she's beautiful. Could they just could they not sit down? Like what was what was the point? Yeah, they, of they, that? Like, they, yeah it was it, it was so impractical. Yeah. And also, we're talking about Atlanta. This is like Atlanta, Atlanta suburbs. Yeah, and they're wearing many layers. Yeah. And you have to think everyone down there stunk. No, that is sweating. Yeah, that is like I came home today to do this podcast and it's we we have an Indian summer here in Southern California and it's and it's so hot. So I'm just wearing I'm wearing one garment right now, a pair of shorts and that and these these people back in the day, they would have they would have a a waistcoat. They would have a full vest and boots and wool wool pants and jacket just just to linger on the fucking porch back in the day like wear less clothes what is wrong with you you mean the veranda yes exactly (laughs) that's what i meant (laughs) so scarlet seems super interested so these they're they're making it seem like everybody wants to fuck her which justifiably she's the hottest Woman in the movie. Yeah. Now, was far. there was there fucking going on back then? I'm I'm always no. you had to wait till you're no. married, right? No, there was yeah. courtship. Courtship. But, but but clearly there were a lot yeah. of guys who who wanted to get it in. Because like when were blowjobs invented? Because you like you you look back in the old times, and but then do you, you think that probably existed because technically sticky. there wasn't there yeah. there technically wasn't penetration on so like maybe. They protected their status yeah. by yes. be like blowjobs were a thing. We just yeah. didn't know. Yeah, yeah, because you because you think oh people back then didn't fuck, and then you see like um daguerreotypes of like ro- uh, rotund uh, Rubenesque French prostitutes doing right. anal. You know, so it's like right. oh no, there was fucking happening back then. It just they right. didn't there they didn't talk about it. Action back then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> 
so Scarlet, like everybody wants to fuck her, yeah. but Scarlet seems interested in this guy, Ashley Wilkes, who owns a nearby plantation. A dude called Ashley? Hey, no, no offense. Oh. Ashley sees the world. He, but th- here's the problem. Yeah. She wants him. Yeah. But he's due to marry his cousin, Melanie. And somebody first, says, first cousin? everyone knows the Wilkes marry their cousins. Stop it. That's like what somebody says. <laughs> but like, you know, like a matter of fact way. <laughs> yeah, right. They're not saying it as a joke. <laughs> so Scarlett's like chasing this dude, Ashley. Yeah. And then who leans out the window? Yeah. Mammy. Mammy shouts out the window. Ed, are you She's, trying to get us canceled? Oh, she's trying to get us canceled. Mammy. Yeah. Mammy is like very stereotypical Aunt Jemima stuff. Like she, she looks like, like wearing the outfit and stuff. And she's like, Scarlett, come on inside. And then she's like, "Mm -mm -mm." she's doing that whole thing. What is people going to hear this? I'm reporting the movie, but remember there was, there was an intro yeah. On Max. All right. And they pretty much said. So I'm just I'm just and then they show a bunch of slaves working in the field with no overseers. Nobody's like like whipping yeah. them or yeah. anything. But yeah. then like one of the guys yells out, Quitting time and they're all like super happy to be they working in the field. The like, song. Yeah, yeah, like they're just they're just happy to be there. Like oh, yeah. they're lucky to have a job. That's what they're kind of Yeah. And then Well I mean no, I'm saying yeah, that's what they're trying to that's yes. what they're trying to convey. Yeah, sure. And then Scarlet's dad is played by a movie I described to you last year, Uncle Billy George from Park? It's a Wonderful Life. The oh, the weirdo right. the guy who stole the, the money. Yeah, who just like lost eight thousand yeah. dollars in nineteen forty six. Yeah. Or or point um, zero one percent of the budget of uh, yes. of Gone with the Wind. Yeah, and I wrote down his quote, don't worry about who you marry, Scarlet. The only thing that matters is our plantation, Tara. The the plantation's uh, called Tara. Look, as look, long as if you marry a Southerner, uh, you'll be fine. If your house has a name, like yeah. problematic. Right. You've 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 paid you've definitely called for the death of your yeah. workers. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by the way, he like he's not even pretending to have a southern accent. He's an Irish guy with an Irish accent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I also I also see here via the Wikipedia that Vivian Lee was British. So did she try to sound southern? No, but she sent she's like, you know, fiddly dee. Oh, like right. she's, she's, she's talking she's doing weird. that southern. Yeah. But her dad is just full on brogue, Irish brogue. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I didn't give a like, shit back then. Cool. Yeah. So Mammy, Mammy tells Scarlett to suck in as much as possible while she does her corset. Smart. Scar- Scarlett's getting ready for the barbecue at Ashley Wilkes' plantation so she can convince this dude, Ashley, to be with her instead of his cousin. Yeah, yeah. And Mammy tells her she can't show her bosom until 3 o'clock. What's, I'm going to speak to your mother. Like, yeah. you, you're not allowed to show the guns until after school. Don't get them out. And also, like, what does she mean? Shop? So they would, she means the cleavage. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Not not full nip. They're, they weren't definitely, no, they no, weren't going nip not, back then. Not full nip, but like, yeah. they're just, they're just, and she just keeps tugging him down, yeah. the shirt down. And well, Mammy's like, no, 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 you th- can't show this. This I could be into. This I'm starting. Now I'm starting to get into it. So then Mammy's like, 
uh, you need to eat first because Ashley can't see you gorging yourself like a fat pig. You got to eat before yeah. you show up at the barbecue because this is a courtship. This is hey, ladies in the audience, this is just good advice. Okay, you should be listening to this. They, you know, some <laughs> things from the olden times were oh. just better. Mammy was trying to cover up the guns. Yeah, that's yes. not good advice. But that wasn't better either. That wasn't better necessarily. But look, look, do also Mammy was an unpaid, uh, unpaid employee, so that's right. not good either. And, but she's the one that won the Academy Award, right? It, that's yes, yeah, she. Yeah. Mammy, Mammy won the the yeah. Academy Award. Yeah, got it. She was good. Yeah, but like Patty McDaniel, not a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. Like. Yeah, Mammy. Yeah, that could have um, been easy. So Scarlet gets to the the party and she's like pushing for Ashley to come get it. Like yeah. Ashley, like blow my back out. Yeah. You know I'm the best person here. Yeah. And then he just introduces her to his cousin Melanie, played by Olivia De Havilland, who's like Hollywood royalty. I think she just died recently. But like, yeah, like she's she was the last surviving member, like a hundred and two oh, oh. or something. Yeah, okay, fair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like a ton of guys that like want to spit roast Scarlet, yeah. and she's just like all only interested in Ashley, who's a balding yeah. guy with bags under his eyes. And also, didn't people didn't people get married and then die during child? They got married at thirteen and oh, died yeah. birthing their sixth child well, at twenty one. Yeah, you saw the Nick. It was yeah. a it was a fifty uh, fifty uh, proposition at best yeah. that you survived any sort of surgery. Yeah, so I mean, it just it's just wild that this um, Scarlett O'Hara is an is a, uh, at least approaching an adult, and she hasn't been wedded off yet. Right. Yeah. So that's where we meet Red Butler. Rhett. Uh Clark Clark G- Gable. Yep. And he's he's a guy from Charleston with a terrible reputation. And he gives off a cooler yeah. vibe than anyone else in the whole movie. Yeah. And he just shows up with that sweet pencil thin mustache. Yep. And he's eye fucking st- scarlet from across the room. Like he's like, yeah, I want to I mean, it. the man fucked. We're talking oh, about yeah. Clark Gable. The dude did sex. Yep. Yep. And then after the barbecue, it's a thing that all the women go take a nap in the same room while the slaves fan them with, with like big like leaves. Yeah, yeah. like some sort of no, Cleopatra stop. situation. Stop. Well, it is pretty yeah. hot. They t- oh, they take naps in the same room. Uh, is it on like one of those fainting couches? Yes, they're all like, there's a whole bunch of them. Like, and then the slaves just fan them, and like that's kind of the thing. Yeah, and uh, Scarlet. While they're all napping, Scarlet sneaks out. She's like. Time to go give Ashley the goods. The guy with the bags under his eyes. Oh, really? They did that back then? Yeah. She wasn't betrothed well, to him. That's that, that was her thought. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then we while, while she's sneaking out, we see all the guys gathered around. All the men are talking about war. And they brag about how the North doesn't know how to fight. And then Red Butler's like speaks up and he's like, yeah, the North has all the firepower and all the so- South has are cotton and slaves. And the yeah. southern dudes are all mad at him. They're like, "You don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Yeah, you hayseeds don't have a chance." Like yeah. he he makes it really clear. Yeah. Then Scarlet corners Ashley, and she tells him she loves him, and he's like, "Yeah, you're pretty pretty special, but I'd rather fuck my cousin." And then she slaps him and leaves, and she's all pissed off. <sighs> then we find out Rhett was in the room. 
when she was saying all this stuff and well, he then he, he, he finds her and he makes fun of her. He sees her and he makes fun of her and he's like, he's a very cool cat. And he's like, you're no lady. And I like that. See, this is, this is guys, you, all you incels out there in my audience, this is take notes on this. You might have to go to max and watch this movie. Cause this guy, Rhett Butler, he you knows know what he's doing. Fuck. Yeah. He's like, he, and of course, uh, mystery of the mystery method from the great um, Neil <laughs> Neil Strauss book, The Game. That's these, right. These guys now mystery's method is um, he wears a funny hat and a scarf so that he has something to talk about. He's like, "Hey, look at my scarf, you dumb bitch!" And then that's his move. And that, that's I would not recommend that move, but he claims it works. But this this Clark Gable, he's got a slicker way about it where he's like he teases her and he's like and acts like he's not that into it, which immediately gets her more interested. Very, very smart move on his part. Incels take note. (laughs) So then, like, it's not happening with Ashley. He's going to marry his cousin. And so, so, like, as everybody's heading off to war, she just marries a rando. Yeah. Who's in a Confederate outfit. And she's like, all right, you go off to war. I'm your wife. Cause she needs to like get married for some status thing. Yeah. Then the next scene, she gets a letter saying he died from measles and pneumonia. And so she has to wear black and she's pissed about it. Cause she's like, I want to wear po- colorful clothes so yeah. I can attract a man. Yeah, I don't- exactly. This is not my but color. She didn't give a shit. Like it was somebody that they didn't even make us pay attention to. She just married a guy. And then you're, and then you're supposed to wear black for like a year or something. Yeah. It was something like that. So then Weird like, rules. you know, times for some reason, red Butler just doesn't fight with the South. Yeah. He like tells them that they're all bullshit, but like he doesn't, then she runs into Red Butler at a Confederate fundraiser, yeah. and he's still playing cool and busting her chops. Yeah. And he's like, "Did you get that Ashley yet?" And she's yeah. like, "Nah." Yeah. And she asks him, and she asks him like, "Why he doesn't believe in the cause?" And he goes, "I believe in Red Butler. Oh, he that, doesn't give a shit about the boss." That is such. He's swinging that big Clark Gable dick of his around, and that I respect it. I respect the fuck out of it. Now, does this movie? allude to or maybe in the in the credits does it does it mention Rhett Butler at any point being related to uh former Atlanta Braves and Dodgers center fielder known to <laughs> bunt for a base hit quite often number 22 Brett Butler, Brett Butler. any True. any relation or no but <laughs> nor, does it, nor does it mention <laughs> The Grace Under Fire yes. uh, sitcom co-star yes. Brett Butler, the <laughs> drunkard comedian, right? Who went crazy from having a sitcom? Yes, <laughs> but I assume they're both related. Definitely, definitely yeah. the former Brett Butler that you describe, as she did have the southern accent. Uh, so then Scarlet like is uh, they do like auctions for a date? They auction a lot of things back then. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. This was the women offered themselves up for a date to yeah. raise money for the yeah. war. Yeah. So they hoard themselves. Got it. Fair. All right. So what does Red do? He Drops 150 bucks in in those days. Yeah. That's like 50 grand. And she she acts like she's kind of pissed off, but she also she like it. secretly kind of loves no, it. No, women love being trafficked. It is their fucking favorite thing. They they and pretend they don't like it, but they love it. And you know what Red says to her? Tell me. I want more than flirting from you. Oh, that means that means mouth pleasure. 
Yeah, mouth like, stuff. Yeah, I want more than flirting means don't look. I know you got a big, uh, big, uh, rancid bush in there from the petticoat you've been wearing, but that mouth looks pretty good. Get to work. That's what he's saying. Yeah, so then randomly, like Rhett's a man of the world. He goes, he goes to a, um, he goes to Paris, and he brings back a fashionable hat for her. Yeah. and she still says, well, "Hey, I want, I want in on Ashley." Hold he's on, like, hold Ashley, on, Ashley, the he, fucking bad guy, he, dude. He goes to Paris. What? Yeah, like he's just he doesn't give a shit about the South. What? He just he's a rich dude. Yeah, but wasn't that three months by sea back then, and half the ships didn't yeah, make it? They just they keep it, it, it even though yeah. this movie takes yeah. this movie takes three and a half hours they yeah. they never stop uh cutting time uh, like, and I, d- I feel like yeah. isn't there an explanation and yes, then they just I keep going that. like by yeah. the way yeah i'm like 20 minutes into a three and a half hour movie. oh just, jesus christ ed move along I'm with to, it i'm trying to go <laughs> yeah, okay so the south gets bad news that they got rolled at gettysburg yeah. and lots of soldiers have died oh, yeah but like scarlet's like super uh, anxious about did Ashley still live? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then there's some comic relief showing a slave chasing a chicken with an axe in the rain, like for no other reason than just to laugh I, at him to make fun of him. Yeah. Ashley comes home for Christmas. Scarlet, for some reason, is staying with them, but upset that Ashley and Melanie are smashing upstairs. Yeah. The next the next morning, Scarlet makes another move for him. And he's still not biting. Yeah. He tells her Yankees are going to win soon, and their way of life is going down. Yeah, the South are fucked. She yeah. kisses him, tells him she loves him. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going back to war." Oh yeah. Everyone's retreating to Atlanta as the South's getting crushed. Yeah. Scarlet now volunteers at some makeshift hospital, and they're oh, like no. showing scenes where they're sawing dudes' legs off. Oh, it's bad. No. It's bad. Yeah. Sherman's yeah. Sherman's about to roll this fucking yeah. South. Scarlet scrambling around Atlanta runs into some, some of her slaves and they tell her they're trying to help repel the northerners. Oh yeah. Well, because they, because they offered to uh, free them if they fought in the war, which fucked it up for all the, all the plantation owners who were like, actually these guys, I need these guys here to grow this rice. Like, what are you doing? I got a coffee plantation. You can't just set my workers free. So then like as, Sherman's burn in the South, yeah. burning in Atlanta. Yeah. Rhett swings by and he picks Scarlet up. Yeah. He's like, let's go to Mexico, London, Paris. Shut up. This guy's got ducats. He wants to get out. And what, do we like, know what his, no, nah, nah, I got to stay around for Ashley. Do, do we know what his business is? Is he, is he a plant planter plantation I, owner? I assume it's like Bob Menendez. Like he's yeah. he's in uh, yeah, he's, he's in uh, on the take imports exports. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So yeah. she stays and helps Mel- Melanie, who's very very pregnant with Ashley's baby, with the help of her slave Prissy, who claims to have experience in that department. Oh, really? Wow. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Then Scarlet goes out, tries to find a doctor. And a doctor's like, I'm dealing with like guys who need their legs sawn off. Yeah. You, you deliver that baby yourself. She comes back and says, like, Prissy, all right, you have knowledge. You got to help me. And she goes, yeah. I don't know nothing about birthing babies. Oh, and that's a classic Scarlet, line. Yeah. And Scarlet slaps her around and delivers the baby herself. <laughs> wow. And then there's this whole scene where Scarlet sends Prissy to find Red Butler. And he's at a whorehouse. 
and Prissy yeah. tells him Scarlet needs to come and bring a horse, and but she does it in the most broken English, and it's bad. And like they all leave burning Atlanta, head back to Tara Scarlet's plantation, like somewhere in Atlanta, yeah. in the Atlanta area, and they go through the burning Atlanta, the looted Atlanta. Rhett fights off some dudes trying to steal their horse. Rhett gets out. And yeah, yeah. now he, he's like, I'm going to join the army. Now? I'm ashamed. Yeah, he goes, I'm ashamed I didn't help the South. And now that they're all dying, I'm going to try to help them. Oh, there's nothing more, bitch. Like, what is? what yeah. are you thinking, guy? Just, like, wait for things to calm down and just get back to it. You dodged yeah, it. Yeah, he's like... And he tells her he he loves her, kisses her, give her gives her his gun and leaves. Scarlet finds her way back to Tara, yeah. and there's just dead bodies and burned out villages oh, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, Tara's still standing, but it's a mess. She mm-hmm. finds her dad, who's a deranged, broken man. Her mom died from typhoid fever. Mammy's still serving. So she's wait, she's out there. She, she's out here chasing Dick, and her mom's dying back home at Tara. Yeah, what that's, the that's fuck? all she cares about. Yeah, okay. And all the slaves are like saying to te- to Scarlet, like, "Hey, do something!" Yeah, and they're like, because they're they're incapable of doing anything. They're like, "Give us orders!" Yeah. Scarlet runs outside, takes a bite out of a radish, vomits, and declares, "As God is my witness, as God is my witness, they're not going to lick me. I'm going to live through this, and when it's all over, I'll never be hungry again. If I have to lie, cheat, or steal, yeah. I'll never be hungry again." Yeah. Then it goes. The end of part one. I'm like, this is oh, like two hours into one. it. And there was an intermission back then too. Now, yeah. when she says they they're not going to lick me, and for in the parlance of the time, is she referencing because it was just it was just so horrendous with all the sweat and the not showering in the in the uh, vaginal region of hers. Well, yeah, I have a feeling secretly, Red <laughs> Butler with that, yeah. Cookie Duster. Yeah. He wanted in. Yeah, he wanted to go down. She there wanted and inspect the goods. As as any yeah. real man would. I understand that. So I it yeah. it'll be much briefer. Part two is a lot more bullshit, yeah. but like I think yeah. more happens in one. Imagine Tara's recovering. Imagine going to this, watching all that, and then they're like, Hey everybody, take a break, and then you go out and you have a fucking cigarette and oh, take a leak. had a heater. Yeah, and then you go back and you got to watch more of this shit. Like, I mean, what I get I just to- described to you was two hours. Yeah, jeez. And by the by, the way, so this was yeah. pre my Spain trip. Yeah, and I think this was about five sittings already. Oh yeah, me. yeah. It's, I just kept going down and taking notes. Yeah, yeah. But Tara's recovering. They're growing cotton, but now Scarlet and her sisters are picking it and complaining because it's like, oh, wait a second. We don't yeah. have slaves. We yeah. got to do it ourselves. This is kind of hard. What happened to those other people? Yeah. It was so much more profitable when yeah. we didn't have to pay someone. Yeah, it's like college football. Um, a union soldier, show, soldier shows up and tries to rob Tara, and Scarlet shoots him in the face. Oh, yeah. They're trying to paint the bad guys as the good guys as being yeah. bad guys. Northern aggression. Yeah. The war, northern so the aggression. War, the war is over. Yeah. Everyone limps home. The title card appears on screen with the words, and with them came another invader, more cruel and vicious than they had fought. Syphilis. The carpet bagger. Oh. <laughs> like, there's nothing worse than the guys who. Well, who, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, Frank McCourt did buy the Dodgers for a while, so I I kind of see it. I kind of know. I kind of know what they're talking about. Mammy. So I'm yeah. under the impression there's no cash inflow. Mammy's still madly cleaning all of the returning soldiers' yeah. clothes. Like she's just helping the. Yeah. I mean, I guess because um, it's a, it's a it's you know three hots and a cot, but she's just got to make them and she's got to make up the cot and everything, and then take it down and whatnot. So that the balding dude with the bags under his eyes, Ashley returns, but he's completely useless, useless at at Tara and Scarlet tries to get him to run off with her in Mexico to Mexico. And he's like, I I really want you, but you know, I can't leave Melanie. Yeah. And he's like, and your true love is really Tara, the plantation. She's like, what? I want you. And he's like, nah, and they're yeah. complaining about how mean the Yankee carpetbaggers are. They just keep and they go and they're raising our taxes and reconstruction. So cruel on the innocent Confederate states. Yeah. Everybody's like, like they're aggrieved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's you know, they had it. They that was a war on their way of life, Ed. They were just trying yeah. to have their way of life down there. And these northerners came along and fucked it up for them. Everything was going fine. Yep. And then another carpetbagger shows up on the property and Scarlet's deranged dad tries to chase after him on the horse, but he falls off the horse and dies. Dies, Yeah. Well, it's probably for the best. Now, what did he have with, cause Lou Gehrig hadn't, Oh no, this was a, no, well, the movie was made around the time of Lou Gehrig, but the, the actual film wasn't happening. So we, he couldn't have had Lou Gehrig's disease cause Lou Gehrig hadn't lived yet. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Now we see Rhett. He's in jail. He's playing poker with all the Union yeah, soldiers. He's though. running it. He, he's running. He's running it. the joint. Yeah. Scarlet visits him. Visits him in a giant dress made out of curtains. Like she's still oh, trying yeah. to go with the petticoat. Yeah. And all she wants is money from him. He's worth millions. Millions. Yeah. Was he Andrew Carnegie? Nobody was worth yeah. that much back then. <laughs> and Red's pissed that she only cares about the money, and he tells her, well, "You're not worth three hundred dollars." Yeah. And she storms out. It, 300 is a pretty good price back then. I mean, yeah. let me see what that mouth do, Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> they make fun of, at some point, they make fun of black people being offered 40 acres and a mule. Like, they're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, they weren't wrong. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. They're still waiting for that payment. <laughs> no, no, they're kind of they wrong like, That's never going to happen. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> To pay for uh, reconstructionist taxes, Scarlett marries her sister's fiance, who happens to be rich. So she's just like doing whatever she has to do yeah. to pay yeah. those bills. Yeah, she's running a lumber business to pay for Tara. They yeah. debate using convicts versus this is quote darkies for cheap labor. Yeah, yeah. On her way home from work, she gets attacked by a bunch of poor people in a shanty town. And her old slave, Big Sam, rescues her. He's like, "Oh, you can't, you can't hurt my Scarlet." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Why would she? She she should join in. And then, because to get to get revenge on the the poor people who attacked her, her new husband tries to attack those people, and he's killed in the process. Oh, so yeah. she's twice twice widower. Yeah. Widow, not yeah, widower. Widowed, yeah. And then Rhett proposes. He sees she's single, and they get married. They have a daughter. 
Uh, well, hold on, hold on. Why did Red have a change of heart? He he still wanted that. She's yeah. by far the most attractive person oh, in the South okay. in this All movie. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair. But they have a daughter, and she's still trying to get with Ashley. Yeah. And then she and Ashley kiss, and people find out about it. Scarlet and Rhett argue, and Rhett threatens to smash her skull like a walnut. Which, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. yeah. <laughs> well, um, that's what that's how they kept him in line back then. It was a different time, Ed. We can't judge. Yeah, they they fought, and then he's like, "I'm carrying you upstairs. I'm gonna smash." Yeah, like Rhett just carries her upstairs. He gives her the business. Years pass. She gets pregnant again, but falls down the stairs and has a miscarriage. Then Scarlet and Rhett falls, are watching falls down the stairs. That's how they that's how they took care of things back then. That's she, right. I say that she was, was pushed. That's that's how you did it. We're we're near the end. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So then they're watching they're watching their daughter uh, ride a horse in the front yard. She's like eight. What yeah. do you think happens to the daughter oh, on the horse? God. This is why they had so many kids back then, because somebody was always breaking their neck on yep. the horse. So <laughs> then, <laughs> finally, yeah. Melanie, yeah. the uh, w- wife of Ashley, she gets pregnant, uh-huh. and her pregnancy sends her to her, to her death. Yeah. She dies. Yeah. So did she have a sister? Because it was her du- her sister's duty to take care of Ashley's penis at that point, which is that was the rules back then. <laughs> if your wife died and you had some kids by her, the sister needed to come in and take care of your balls and also those kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just you, you, you're on drainage duty. That's now. the rules. That's the rules. I didn't make the rules. So Scarlett consoles Ashley, yeah. who's now single. Even though she's yeah. with Rhett. Yeah. And then, she, like, while she's talking to Ashley, she's like, wait a second. This balding dude with the bags under his eyes. Yeah. I think I actually like Rhett. Oh, she had to realize, well, hey, yeah. if you love someone, set them free. And then if they don't fuck the other guy, they'll come back. So it's and, smart. And Rhett's like, oh, wait. So you were trying to get with this dude all this time? I'm out. And she's like, no, yeah. no, no, Red, I love you. And he's tired of her bullshit. Yeah. And he says the most famous line from the movie, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah, classic. Classic. And then, and then Scarlet vows, tomorrow's another day, and we'll win him back. And it's like, nah. Red's, Red's, and by the way, Red's got a dirty dick. He's hanging out at whorehouses. Um, but yeah, like he's yeah. he's he's but gonna he's that gonna was allowed his back way then. out of out yeah. of the sadness. Yeah, that was he allowed. Is, back he's then. not gonna have any problems. Yeah, it's no issue. It's you look. It's he's allowed to go fuck whoever he wants. This is back and when the rule that were that was the rules of the game. Right. Yeah. But that's considered one of the best movies of all time when we were kids. I mean, I'm. All if there were like a forty-five minute version. I might be because I I got to be honest. I am a little intrigued. I might watch like the first twenty minutes of this because it's you know, it's Red, wild. Red is awesome though. Yeah. Yes. Like he goes in, tells all the Confederates, he's like, "Yeah, your your side's never gonna win. And you guys suck." Yeah. Yeah. That was that was pretty aggressive for the time. Like. Right. Yeah. 
That is uh wow, what a movie. And he's very cool. Like he he's cool, but like and and Scarlet's attractive but wearing like a ton of clothes the yeah, whole movie. Petticoats, exactly. But what what's the point? What 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 was the point of the whole thing? No. Before publication of the novel, several Hollywood executives and studios declined to create a film based on it, including Louis B. Mayer, Irving Thalberg, a whole bunch of other guys, David O. Selznick. The biggest, oh, they wanted Betty Davis, was not interested in the t- at the time. I, and some other guys. Oh, Gary Cooper she was considered. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, she did. Gary Cooper was considered. Errol, Errol Flynn was considered, but he was probably uh, too busy getting. He, he was probably, fucking. Yeah, he probably had caught something at the time. So they were like, he's like, they're like, we Man, can't the, do the, the costumes. Dollop, yeah. The dollop with Errol Flynn was amazing. Oh, he just, yeah. He was raping and, and yeah. impregnating. He was, he was unreal. <sighs> Different time back then. Different time. Uh, there is one question that we have to leave. Oh my God, you're right, Ed. I, I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but we got to ask. Who's that loud cover? Brad in Florida with his magnum opus here. Who's that loud comer? Everywhere. Um, <sighs> Who's that loud comer, it was, Ed? It was the woman who was shouting out the window. Yeah, I mean, it's Mammy. Yeah, Mammy's the yes, loud comer. I would think so. I would think so. It's because Clark Gable's too cool. Um, you know, white women weren't allowed to express their emotions back then as as they shouldn't have been. And it's got to be, it's got to be somebody on the staff, you know, and Mammy seems just really letting it go, you know, with nothing to lose there. Absolutely. Um, Any other, uh, oh, Diana Barrymore was many actresses, both known and unknown were considered, but only 30 in addition to the eventual choice, Vivian Lee were actually tested for the role. I don't know what she looked like. I'm telling you, Vivian Lee, if she was placed in today given like today's outfits and stuff like and workout like she's she was she was hot for 1939 or whatever it was real piece well ed we appreciate you doing the work so we don't have to this no you should never do this 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 is a terrible fact even if you did it in 20 sittings i mean i don't have the attention span i have i have rage issues so we appreciate you having the patience because now none of us have to see this and we kind of know about it which is fantastic which is the whole point uh thank you ed thank you guys it's time for uh this segment that's sweeping america of course i'm talking about ed explains a movie sadly ed could not be with us today but not so sadly, we have a we have a pinch hitter to explain a movie he was in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Johnny Depp to the show. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing quite well. Just revisiting one of the true classics, 1995 film by the name of Nick of Time. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm familiar. Now, this is the one. Are you in a phone booth? There's a phone booth involved. I have not seen it. It's it's been quite some time, but it was uh, it was really fun to revisit it. Um, the the plot of this movie 
unfolds in real time, oh. which was very impressive movie making. Yes. We shot the entire movie in one hour and 28 minutes oh. and 23 seconds. <laughs> That's amazing. Such professional. How could that even be done? Well, we didn't use makeup. Oh, no makeup. Wow. Quickly. Wow. An hour and 28 minute movie shot in an hour and 28 minutes. Just that's unbelievable. Real time. Real Real time. time. Yeah. Uh, Naturally, when I signed up for this movie. Yes. I thought I'd be playing a character named Nick. As it turns out, there was no Nick in this movie. Are you kidding me? I'm playing Gene, the accountant. Gene? Yeah. Now what? was that was that hard for you because John Johnny you're we know you're a a native Frenchman and mm-hmm. as a native Frenchman you definitely fuck and uh, a guy named Gene playing a character uh named Gene no Gene has ever fucked. A Gene is it's impossible for a Gene to fuck. How is it possible for you a man, a Frenchman who fucks to get in to the role of Gene someone who clearly does not fuck? Brian, I'm glad you brought that up okay, because yeah. what the director and producers didn't know is I gave Gene a backstory. He was really named Nick, but after oh. a rough encounter with a paramour oh. while studying at university, uh-huh. he had to change his name to Gene. Wow. Okay, so that I'm makes really, sense. Yes. I'm really Nick a fuck machine. Yes. But just changed my name to Gene to escape oh. a bad lover. Oh, okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Ah, naturally. Uh, so anyway, my, my movie opens with yeah. uh, my daughter and I arriving at the famous Union Station in Los Angeles, oh. a grand old building. Great brewery in there. Oh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't there I've, at the time. Yeah. I've blacked out many a night. In yeah. there. <laughs> uh, my daughter was played by the great Courtney Chase. Never heard of her. Courtney's first role was the Gerber baby in adverts oh. in America. Wow. Oh, amazing. I always Iconic. preferred to make my own baby food. I'd pick the grapes and smash them oh, and let them ferment. Ferment? No, that's no, no, not baby. That's wine. That's, oh, that's, oh, yeah. Well, that's true. I, I, then I would just have a few dozen glasses for myself. That's right. <laughs> anyway, the old lion horse pulls up to the station. Chris Walken and a woman named Roma Mafia play the two super serious antagonists, Mr. Yeah. Smith and Ms. Jones. Oh, By the way, uh, Roma Mafia has been on the nose, huh? Yeah, I'll say yes. So it'll be, it'll be like a Japanese actor being named Tokyo Yakuza. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. yeah. Ro- Roma's not actually Italian, but I, I, I did enjoy her funny name. Uh-huh, yeah. um, anyway, Mr. Smith and Miss Jones are uh, scanning Union Station. There's a bunch of weirdos and rollerblades causing havoc throughout the station. Oh, this yeah. is mid-90s. A standard yeah. procedure back then. Yes. I tell my little girl to wait while I make a phone call. Oh, yeah. And yeah. by the way, uh, uh, I I listened to your podcast about Cobra. Oh, and yeah. uh, I yes. enjoyed hearing about the old matchstick Marion Cobretti had oh, hanging yeah. out of his mouth That's all the right. time. Yeah, yeah. So I, tr- I tried to do the same thing, but with a toothpick. Toothpick. I have a toothpick in my mouth the oh. whole time. Oh, fantastic, I'm, yes. I'm the toothpick accountant. That's toothpick. part of my backstory. Now, now, uh, what? Do, how do you feel about your character, um, Gene? Like, what kind of dad leaves their young child alone in a fucking train station in a major metropolitan city? Does that Did that seem like a good idea? Well, I, I had a toothpick, so I thought oh, people would right. think I'm dangerous yeah, and they hard. wouldn't want to be around me. Good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah. I'm on the phone call. The first, the rollerblade guy harasses my daughter, so I trip the rollerblader. Yeah. 
And then Smith and Jones show up and flash badges at me and whisk my daughter away. Oh, uh-huh. I follow, I follow them out of Union Station. We get into a van. Yeah. And then Chris Walken gives me a gun. He tells me my daughter's life depends on me carrying out an assassination. Holy shit. Holy shit. And he gives me some woman's itinerary. Uh-huh. I must kill this woman at the Bonaventure Hotel. Oh, yeah. Oh, it where, where the It's a Living um, girls are. Uh, exactly. They're, they're, they're Crystal Bernard is up on the 111th floor uh, yeah, serving Gimlet. Yes. 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 And of course, Angelian. No, who could forget Angelian? Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, they, they tell me it's 1216 right now. They tell me if this woman is still alive at 1.30 p.m., my daughter is dead. Wow. That's an hour and 14 minutes. And this movie shot in real time. So we're, yeah. we're only, um, we're only 14 minutes into the movie. That's correct. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I like movies that get right to it. So that's, that's actually exciting. Yeah. So beyond the task of killing this woman, yep. it is of the utmost importance for me to do justice to the grandeur of the Bonaventure hotel. Oh yeah. Uh, besides it's living true lies had that famous chase scene where the horse was in the elevator. That's right. Yes. And it also appeared at the beginning of the Dancing on the Ceiling video by the great Lionel Richie. Who could forget? Who could, this could, is hollowed ground. Yes, hollowed who could ground. forget? Yes. <laughs> so here I am, Gene the accountant, uh-huh. the prodigi- prodigious lover at the university who changed his name, tasked with killing a woman I haven't met. Yeah. I jump into an old-timey cab, head to the Bonaventure, read my briefing on the woman, and my head begins to spin. Yeah. My target is Eleanor S. Grant, the governor of California. Holy shit. Now, is, was it crazy to you? Because there, no woman has ever been elected governor anywhere. So is, you're like, this is too far-fetched. There can't be a lady governor in, of any state ever. Listen, I'm Johnny Depp, and I'm playing an accountant. That's a good point. This is an alternate reality. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Nothing's that real. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. So I'm thinking as an actor... A thespian, a lovey, yeah. as we're sometimes called. Yes. How can I convey the danger while showing my steel resolve? And then it hits me. Yes. In the February 5th, 1989 episode of 21 Jump Street, I, Tom Hansen, had to go undercover in a juvenile detention center. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Gone were the crutches of Harry Aoki and Peter DeLuise. That's right. That's I was a man adrift like a kite in a hurricane. That's right. And that is how I was going to have to play Gene, the former lover boy known as Nick. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Walking's bearing down. Even at the craft service table, he's showing me he needs he means business. Yeah. No, the governor is played by the great Martian Mason, ex-wife of Neil Simon. I mean, how was I to kill Eleanor Grant? No. I didn't kill her in the elevator. No. Nope. Walking's character is very pissed, pissed off. He punched me. Oh. But little right did I know... He went full method and punched me right in the stones. Oh shit! They know that, as they call him in my native France. This is this uh, this must have been very similar to the um, lovers' quarrel he had aboard uh, uh, Robert Wagner's yacht that one time. Mm. Yeah, Natalie Wood. Yeah. Uh, well, about thirty times in the movie, I tried to alert the police, a call, or talk to anyone, and Walker's Walken's character just keeps showing up and telling me they're going to kill my daughter. Yeah, what a piece There's of not shit. one time that he doesn't show up and tell me that. Yeah. Luckily for me, Walken was in his trailer dropping a grumpy. Oh, jeez. When, <laughs> when I had my scene with Charles Dutton, the groundskeeper from Rudy, and oh. the star of the sitcom Rock. Rock, of course, yes. Dutton plays a shoeshine guy at the hotel. Oh. I alert so Dutton racist. they're going to kill my daughter. Yeah. 
I try to snatch the girl from the van, but Ms. Roma Mafia has a gun pointed at her. My only choice yeah. is to kill Governor Marsha Mason. That's right. The Neil Simon ex- ex-wife. Wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Many failed attempts to warn people. The same scene plays out 30, 40 times. Yeah. One of the governor's aides. Are you writing notes? Played- yeah, yeah. I try, I try yeah. everything. They just keep getting me. Yeah. Played by Gloria Rubin, the governor's aide. She was on ER. Uh, she believes me. So the the <laughs> governor's aide yes. reports the governor's husband, who who's in on the plot. Unbelievable. Oh, of course he is, because he wants to right. take power. She believed me, and so she goes to the governor's husband, who's like, um, help running her campaign. Yeah, yeah. And, and he kills the aide. Unbelievable. Mr. 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 Smith, Walken kills the aide. Yes, of course. Of course he does. Then uh, Walken goes full method and knocked me out. I was concussed. Yes. Now, why wouldn't now why wouldn't Mr. Smith, if he's willing to to kill the aide, why wouldn't he just kill the governor? What's he need you for? What's the what's the <laughs> impetus to what? Why can't they just do this murder themselves? They're obviously capable of murder. Why do they need you? The fall guy. I think. I think it was to be in a public place so someone would be blamed. Right, right. But obvious. um, So I have a concussion, but uh, you know I slip in and out of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep, you're used to that. Then I I stagger around like I used to do during John Waters' rap parties. That's right. Oh, I bet. Once again, I speak to Charles Dutton, the shoeshine guy. Mm -hmm. He pretends to be deaf, and Walton spills the plot right in front of him. Pretends to be. What a fucking shitty criminal! You're just you just tell the plot because you think the dude can't hear. I mean, the guy he was the equipment man in Rudy. Everybody knows he can fucking hear. He's Charles S. Dutton. He did time. (laughs) Yeah, he. uh, So then he, I switch outfits with one of Dutton's janitor friends and put on a uniform of the hotel staff. Oh, yeah. Always works. Without fail, switching uniforms, putting on a uniform, nobody questions you. Yeah, my only issue was the uniform they gave me belonged to someone with a much smaller genitalia than I. It was a little tight in the crotch. Well, that's probably an issue for you all the time, buddy. Uh, The the last half hour of the movie was pain because of that. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Dutton gets me in a service elevator. I'm able to alert the governor of the plot against her. Yes. I tell her if she doesn't believe me, try to cancel the speech and watch how her husband will force her to go through with it. Uh-huh. Okay. She, so she does. Yes. He forces her to go through with it. Yes. And she knows it's real. Yeah. And at the climax, yes. I, Gene, the accountant, yes. and former gifted lover named Nick, Nick. Uh-huh. pretend to point the gun at the governor, then pivot around and shoot at the crooked security team member with pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. What are you, what what, are you ex CIA? Do you know how fucking hard that is? You could just shoot a rando like that. No problem. Then, then the accountant, I wrestle with trained secret service members successfully avoiding all attempts to kill me. Of course. Amazing. When, but then I still have to save my daughter. Is this, is this your training from when you were um, an undercover child cop in 24 jump? Wait, 21 jump street. Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay, I, that's uh, what I, thought. I, I gave my character even more backstory. Of I course. was trained in jujitsu. Yeah, so I'm course. able to wrestle with military trained killers. Yes. with ease. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, Charles, the rock Dutton then gets into a fight with, with uh, 
the Roma mafia lady Stop. holding my daughter hostage. Yeah. Uh, but too bad. Rock, uh, Chris Walken shows up. Yeah. And luckily, unlike me, he's a lousy aim oh, and misses my daughter, the Gerber baby, yes. point blank range. Wow. Much, much piece, like he didn't miss Natalie Wood when he threw her mm, off that boat back in the day. Well, yeah, it's pretty easy to keep your foot on someone's head. <laughs> in in my piece to resistance, yes, I yeah. successfully shoot and kill Chris Walken. Yeah. Charles Dudden knocks out the lady oh, with course. his fake leg. He takes off a fake leg and knocks out the woman. Why wouldn't he use one of his working limbs to do it? Why would he need the fake leg? Just use, he's a he's a large man. Why does he just use his fist? No, he yeah. he just he was clever like that. He Wooden took off leg. his leg. Yeah, uh, and then we live happily ever oh, after. What, what a ride! Yeah, one, what a, one of the great many are saying that's up there with Manchurian Candidate, all the president's oh, men huh. in the line of fire. It's, huh. a, it's a political thriller. Yeah. It's one of the greats. Mm. Now I'm seeing here, Johnny, that Nick of Time is considered a, a massive box office bomb grossing only eight million on a 33 million dollar budget it was it was a hundred on rotten tomatoes i'm pretty sure i don't i i don't think that's accurate my, my question to you though is oh the, it says right here the film holds an overall approval approval rating of 30 percent on rotten tomatoes that that's, said that's poppycock <laughs> that said johnny the uh nick of time your magnum opus, where where do you rank the disappointment of Nick of Time with your other great um, performance where you have a fancy wax mustache, Mordecai? Where do you, where do you rank Nick of Time versus Mordecai? Also, a, a massive, massive failure at the box office. Uh, there, 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 there's nothing like great heartbreak. I've, I've been through my share of heartbreak. Um, you found those plugs I've, on your on your pillow. You found yeah, those loose uh, plugs that Elon Musk left on your pillow. Tesla branded. Yes, plugs. that's right. Yes, I, prototypes. Uh, you know, the, luckily, <laughs> uh, there's there's a, a phrase I like to stick to, and it's uh, no disappointment can last forever as long as you have vino. That's oh, that's fantastic. Wow, you should get that printed. You should get, you know how like people have like live, love, laugh, and it's like a wooden sign they have in their house or it says like yeah. blessed or something. It's, it's wine o'clock. Yes, yeah, yeah. You should get one that says no disappointment if you have vino. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> uh, and yes, I would, I, I as much as I, I like coming loudly, I would say Chris Walken as Mr. Smith would be the loud comer. Of course, comer he's, oh, he's the loudest comer in anything he's in. He, he, him or Roman Mafia. Okay, fantastic job. Thank you for that. Johnny Depp, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Styles baller podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do with Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner. Quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Outcome is conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. 
And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.